You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Mean Lion Media presents the Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Kevin Waits, and I'd like to welcome you to a new episode of Safe Conversations, where we talk about things that impact us all. We talk about issues uh, relating to culture, race, food, skin care. Nothing is left off the table. And we do this on this platform to somehow find a way for us all to move forward together. Because that's truly the only way that as a community, that as, as a country, that as a nation, and as a globe, we can move together. If it's together, we got to be in, in step together. So just like every other week, um, I am extremely excited about our guests. And unlike other weeks, we have several guests in the studio tonight. And we're going to start and they're going to introduce themselves and talk a little bit about themselves and what they do with this wonderful organization, Walkamont EOC. Uh, we have our executive uh, director. James Paisley, we have Fabian Kendall, we have Shanae Walker-Reed, and we have Cynthia Washington. And if you could just introduce yourself uh, to our listening audience in that order, I would appreciate it. We we have uh, listeners from all across the country and all across the globe, and, and, and we're just glad that you took time. You worked all day, and you, you're working overtime right now, right? And so I'm just excited to have you. So welcome. Well, good evening. My name is James Paisley, and I'm the executive director and CEO of Walkamore Economic Opportunity Council Incorporated. Uh, my title, uh, as I just said, is CEO, but I'm basically the chief cook and bottle washer. I tell people that, uh, and, but it's in reality, that's pretty much what I do. I'm responsible for making sure that the staff um, has all of the resources they need in order to serve the public. Um, we have the, the privilege of being responsible for providing some unique services, comprehensive services to meet the need of the economically challenged individuals in the area and also those individuals who need early childhood and developmental services. So I have the pleasure of working for the board of directors and providing assistance to the staff with the necessary supplies, equipment, and resources in order to do their job. Thank you. Good evening. My Fabian. name is Fabian. Good evening. My name is Fabian Kendall, and I'm the disability mental health manager and also serving alongside Mission A. Walker-Reed as the Interim Head Start, Early Head Start Director. I've uh, been with Walkamore EOC for eight years now as family service worker and currently as a disability mental health manager. And we just do what we do to make sure the kids and the families that come through our doors are taken care of and assisted in any way that they need. Thank you. Uh, good evening, everyone. My name is Shanae Walker-Reed. 
Um, I'm the family services manager for Waccamaw EOC Head Start Early Head Start. I'm currently serving as the interim Head Start Early Head Start director. And our goal is to uh, serve children and families within the Georgetown, Williamsburg, Horry County service areas. That's our service areas. And it's our goal to improve lives and empower communities. It's our um, aim to be sure that all the families, the eligible families are served within our area. So we are still recruiting. So if you know a three or four year old, um, let them look us up on the website, www.weoc.org. Thank you for this opportunity. Awesome. Thank you for being here. And and honestly, I, I really want to just take this time to tell y'all, you know, so many times when you hear the term, thank you for your service, it's directed towards fire and police and EMS. But you all are charged with taking care of our greatest resource. And that is our young people. So I want to say to you, uh, and and so that all our listeners across uh, the country and globe can hear, thank you for what you do. Thank you for your service to our young people. It is really, really appreciated. So thank you for that. So we're going to jump. We're going to dive right in. Ms. Washington, listen, you recently invited me to an event that really blessed me. Um. So I want to start off by by just thanking you uh, for that and being the force that you are. Now, Mr. Paisley, uh, you know, and, and I don't know, I've known Miss Washington for for a while. Our, our kids uh, went to high school together. Uh, I've known her for a while, but I've known her really in this capacity for probably seven eight years. And we just got this funny relationship. She calls, and and it was no different this time couple of weeks ago. Hey, Chief. Hey, Miss Washington. Hey, I need you over here this day and this time. I said, Miss Washington, uh, what is the event about? You know, and, and, and give me some time to check my schedule. She said, okay, go ahead and check your schedule. But I done told him you coming. So you need to be here. And so I'm like, man, I actually had, she's done me like this 10 times. I've actually had something going on, but I had to go back, readjust, tweak, just so I could be there. And I'm I'm here to tell you, I am so glad that I was able to attend. So again, Ms. Washington, I appreciate you being the force uh, that you are, because I showed up still, and I told you this in the hallway, I said, I really wasn't really sure of the message. We're still thinking about it. We're still praying about it. And as the gentlemen were walking in, Luther Vandross was talking about, he was singing about dancing with his father again. And I felt that song. I really felt it because I lost my dad in 2009. And I'm like, wow, okay. And so it it resonated with me at that time what I needed to talk about, you know, and it was talking about just, you know, the men showing up, the men uh, encouraging the young people, the men just not just telling them how to be, but showing them, you know, like my dad did for me, but it resonated. And so the crazy thing was, was here I was thinking I'm, I'm showing up to, to somehow be a blessing to these men. And I walked away 
feeling overwhelmed and feeling feeling like I, I I got I gained a blessing because what I saw gave me hope. You know, being in law enforcement for for, for tw- over twenty four years, retired as the police chief, you see a lot. You see a lot. And, you know, for me, and I'm talking about my experience, uh, for me, historically, when things happen, whether it be at the schoolhouse, the courthouse, the jailhouse, the hospital, in the community, wherever, I'm used to seeing mom. I'm used to seeing auntie. I'm used to seeing grandma show up. That's what I'm used to seeing. So to see it, it looked like about 45, 50 men. My, I could be off by five or 10, but to see those gentlemen show up for these young people really, really touched me uh, deep in my soul. And, and, and I won't forget that. And again, I thank you for making sure uh, that I was there. And so my question is, for anybody on this panel tonight, um, it's not formal. Just jump in, get in where you fit in. My question is, is how did the Walkamont EOC come up with the idea to use the acronym FUDGE and what does it stand for? Well, Walkamont EOC always had a father figure Friday event. And all of our Head Start facilities um, where we focus on getting the fathers or the male involved in the child's life. Uh, about three or four years ago, Mission Nate Walker-Reed gave us a webinar to participate in with the Office of Head Start. And on that webinar, there was I mean, thousands of people across the country that were sharing what their program was called. And one of the names came across that, you know, they were sharing it so that we could use it. And Fudge came across and it stands for fathers, uncles, ritual fathers, uncles, dads, granddads and every other male. Because there are some kids that doesn't have a father, but they have an uncle, they have a granddad. And if they don't have any of those, they may have a special cousin that can step in that place. We just want positive role models from the male and to be involved in those children's life. And so that's how. Ford tried to came about involved. Wow. Wow. So you like I said earlier, you had about fifty plus fathers and father figures show up. Now, yeah, okay, we plan, we strategize, we we market, we put things out all the time. But how how did the Walkamont EOC in your Head Start program how did y'all make it happen? How did y'all get the dads to really show up and show out the way they did? Well, first of all, you know, you have to be excited about what you're doing. Um, and you have to build a rapport with your parents and your families. And when you do that, you let them know that you care and be consistent and have a passion for what you do. And if that if all those things are aligned, they'll know that you really care about what you're doing. And we remind, we let them know what's going on. We set out a monthly calendar, or we send out reminders. We have notices on the door. And, but the biggest thing that really have an impact is word of mouth. When our parents come, we, we talk to them and we remind them, all right, we have upcoming events and we let them know that they're their child's first teacher. And we are here to build upon 
the foundation that they've already laid. So when we let them know how important they are and how important it is for them to show up for their child or their family member, and then they really, they, they think about it and say, you know what, you're right. So we just let them know that it's very important. We are here for them to work with them in every aspect, whatever we can do, we're here. So they know, they see, and they feel the love and the compassion that is shown toward them. And I'm a very consistent person. So when you say consistent, does that mean you put them in the headlock just like you you did me and say, come on, y'all bet y'all better be here. That's what you mean when you say consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Not physically in the head, but they know started smiling. We already had that conversation before, Ms. Walker Reed and myself. But yeah, but I just let them know that look, and then not only me, like when this whatever the staff that's outside on duty, they remind the parents, like, okay, we have upcoming events. You know, we all do it. We all the teachers remind their parents we have upcoming events, you know, we'll love to see you there. And not just for us, the mainly is for your child, for the children, because they look for you as well. And we don't, like, we don't love, we don't like my five children to be disappointed. Cause we step in when we have to. I'll be mom, I'll be dad, grandma. It doesn't matter. Wherever I need, whatever I need to be that day, that's what I'll be for them to make them happy. Right, right, right. Did you want to chime in and say something, Mr. Paisley? Well, I think Ms. Washington really said it all. Um, if I could sum it up, um, you know, the the caring that we exhibit to all children and families. It's being, um, you know, the, the empathy we have for them and really wanting them to succeed. And mm-hmm. we let them know that we feel that way. We communicate with them. Um, and, and this is not something we do occasionally. It's the consistency of application, being intentional about it and yes. letting them know that we are there for them. And with the Head Start program, what, what makes us unique from any other child care program is the fact that we not only have the educational component, but we also let the, you know, help the parents to understand their role as the first teacher and then help them to develop the skills necessary to, to support their children academically in the classroom, as well as those social skills, being present for the child, being there and listening to the child, have, having them understand that they have meaningful conversations with the children to help to build their self-esteem and their character. Uh, and when the parents understand that you are genuinely concerned about their, ch- their child and that development, then they are then more inclined to participate. So uh, we're just just happy that we have such a staff that demonstrates this every day and the community knows that they are serious about the development for their children. Yeah, and it's awesome and, and and it's obvious. I mean, like it was almost like a best kept secret. Like I was surprised, your staff was not surprised. You know what I'm saying? The dads were and father figures were not surprised. They felt they felt comfortable. I was the outsider kind of coming and I was like, wow, this is awesome. And and when you say uh dads and father figures feeling the kids, it it was, you know, I can't I can't count the the number of dads that were leaving and the kids were crying. Like, stay, you know, I, I I don't want you to go, you know, this is good. You know, and I was like, well, I just stood there in the hallway for a little while and I was just taking it in. But it was really, uh, like I said, just an awesome, awesome experience. And, 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 and just, you know, it, 
it really, again, made me think about my relationship with my dad. And I shared this uh, with the men and we talked about how, you know, my dad only had a sixth grade education. He had every reason to be bitter about life. You know, he, he, he left school because they had a house fire. He had, and he worked from, you know, the time he was around 12, you know, he worked and still yet he showed up for me. He, he showed up every time he wasn't bitter. He was determined that I was going to do better and be better, you know what I'm saying? In a better situation than he was. And so I know firsthand how important it is, um, to build these relationships and for you all to help facilitate that sometimes between these young folks and, uh, you know, and the parents. I remember like it was yesterday, I grew up in, in Harlem and I was probably about eight years old when I remember sitting at a table. It was me Sunday morning, my dad, my older brother, myself, and my dad started, uh, he just started crying. I never saw my dad cry, never saw him get real emotional. He just started crying. And so I'm eight. I don't know why he's crying. I start crying. I just started crying. You know, my older brother was like, hey, dad, what's wrong? What's wrong? You know, we're trying to console him. And he finally got himself together and got his composure. And he said, I'm just happy. I'm just happy. You know, and and as a kid, I kind of understood. But as an adult, I got the whole story in the big picture. And the big picture was, was when he was my age, his biological dad lived down the street, a mile and a half down the street with an entirely different family and he didn't have access to him and he didn't have those Sunday morning moments with him. And so he sat there as a man and, and he was with his two sons and he was making his uh, his world famous pancakes that only, you could only eat one. They were so big, right? But he was overwhelmed with happiness. So I, I say all that to say that I understand how important it is for dads and father figures to be a part on both sides. The, the kids part and that father figures part. Chief, let me let me add something um, to what I said earlier. Um, you know, our families, um, they have to be eligible to participate in our programs. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, we have a, a selection criteria, which is called URSA, and, and they get points for the eligibility in, in the program. And we particularly look for um, those young families starting out. And many times with those young families, we don't know what kind of environment uh, that they're currently in until they get into the program. We don't know what kind of uh, uh, environment or community that these young men and women were, were brought up in. But we know the importance of male involvement. So we intentionally try to work with these young men. And one thing about young men, they you know, we, they have their pride if they, they have nothing else. They're prideful. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times they, they know what they think they know. And they don't know what they don't know. And mm-hmm. there's a whole lot about being there and being present for young boys as well as girls, providing that example, showing up, being there for their uh, their needs, the the the, uh, the various activities they have, being the, the being responsible, bringing the resources there, showing them how to tie their shoes, um, those kind of things. We intentionally, our staff, Mr. Kendall and others, and the family service workers, they work with these young men to let them know what their role is, because mm-hmm. when they when they were brought up. They may not have had the support that, that you were talking about, the lack of that support. And, and and they don't do because they don't know. 
So without trying to embarrass anybody, you're trying to give them the skills that they can be the men that they want to be um, and, and, and keep their pride. We don't let, we, you know, we, we uh, build them up. We don't tear anybody Mm -hmm. down. We meet them where they are. And then we try to move them in the direction that they need to be so they can be supportive and accountable for these young people that they brought into the world. Yeah. Awesome point. Awesome point. So, and this question is for anybody. Uh, so just feel free to jump in wherever. Uh, why do you think it's so important? We, we've kind of talked about it, but why do you think it's so important for fathers to show up and let their presence be felt, not just for their children, but in the community as a whole? I would like to say, listening at your story and, and me coaching youth sports coming up before I got with Walker Mall ELC, uh, many times, in athletics, you know, we go to these football and basketball games, and especially speaking from an African-American perspective, many times our single mothers, I was raised in a two-parent household. My dad, all he knew was work, work, work. So when you look up in the stands and there's nobody there cheering for you, your dad's not there, mom can't get off because she's probably at work too. And so we always encourage our dads to be there uh, because it's important when, when the school is filled, and, and you only got 30 dads here and there's 85 kids and they're looking mm. for that dad. And we don't know the circumstances of the situation that's around why the dad wasn't there. But if we can get males, you know, oftentimes we may call on local police officers, or firefighters to show up to different events to fill the void for that dad that's missing. Because when st- statistics prove that when a father is not in a the home, there's going to be higher rates of a runaway uh, teens when they get older, dropouts from high school, uh, health concerns, all those things. So when you have a dad in a home or involved in the child's life, there's a healthy relationship. And many times, like Mr. Page said, intake, you know, we don't know the circumstances that surround it, but a lot of times you have the young family, so you got bitter uh, girlfriends who don't want dad involved. And so we do our best to encourage them to uh, allow that father or that male to participate in our activities, whether it be home visits, parent-teacher conference, because the child needs to see the support of both parents. And so we do yes. everything we can within our power, within the means of our Head Start program to support that. Yeah. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. And and you bring up a great point. Um, You know, I told the young men that day, the other day, and I said it two or three times because I really wanted them to hear me and feel me that they, this group right here in that room had the potential to go out in the community and change the entire landscape. Because what do we have going on? You know, we have uh, suicide uh, with our young people. We have violence. You know, we have, you know, drug situation. I mean, there's a lot going on. And so just imagine, you know, I really believe in your program. I really believe in what y'all are doing. But and, and maybe this this question is directed at Miss Paisley. What is it? And, and, and do you have plans to expand upon 
your program because it, just imagine if and, and it's yes, it's about the kids, it's about the family, but just imagine if a synergy could be created to get these young men involved in the community straight across the board. I'm telling you, a lot of the and I'll just call it what it is, a lot of the foolishness that takes place would stop. You know, they would get involved and say, Hey, whoa, 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 slow down. You know, hey, pick your pants up. Hey, tie your shoes. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they just their presence alone could could change the entire landscape of the community. And and Mr. Fabian, you 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 said it earlier. My dad was the same way. Work, 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 work. Right. And I had to condition myself when I had kids because Mr. Paisley alluded to we do what we know. And I watched my dad work his whole life. He was a mechanic by trade. Go to work, come home, go to work, come home. And so when I was a kid, there wasn't, hey, we're going bowling Friday night or wait, wasn't time for that. You know what I'm saying? It was a different time. But how do we how do you expand upon your program and create a synergy that empowers the same group of young men to be change agents in the community? Well, that's a very good question. And that sort of, uh, it, it really talks about what we as a community action agency uh, do, um, what our responsibilities are. The program in which we're speaking about, the Head Start program, that's one of several programs under the Community Action Agency's umbrella, of which Waccamaw EOC is a community action agency. Um, The Community Action Agency is a program that's been around now for almost 60 years. It is one of the programs that came out of Lyndon Johnson and John F. Kennedy's War on Poverty program. It was designed to create programs and opportunities for engagement in the community and in training um, to help people get the skills necessary to break the cycle of poverty. Um, And in doing that, uh, they pointed out several things, but at the top of the list was education. And when you look at education, trying to change communities, you have to look at those folks who are already of age, adults and young people. But you also want to cut off the pipeline of new people coming through that are not trained and uh, socialized to be able to to take their role in society and being a breadwinner Mm -hmm. and so forth. So under the community action umbrella, there's, there's several programs we're talking about. Uh, Head Start, but we also have our CSBG, Community Development Block Grant programs. We also have a weatherization program that assists with making houses more energy efficient so that you'll have more disposable income. You won't be spending all your money in in utilities because you're going to have a more energy efficient home. We have the youth training and employment program um, that's under the umbrella. So when you put all of these programs together, you can help lift the, the whole community. The philosophy behind Head Start is you work with the child, you train the family, and you strengthen the community. So that is intentional. Mm-hmm. That's not by accident. That's one of the pillars of the program. Because if you've got young people that are being trained and you're like you're adding value to those young people, you're also adding value to the parents when you get their parent involvement. You get the, the moms involved, you get the fathers involved, you have stronger families families set goals in the community. They're not, when they start learning what the responsibilities of a mom and dad are, some of the other things that were being priorities in their life may change. It may may not be so important 
to get the nails done. It, you know, gotcha. it may not be so important yeah. to get that fancy pair of tennis because I mm-hmm. know I've got to put food on the table. I got to make sure I got a roof over my child's head. I got to make sure I got books in the home for them to learn. And I got to let them travel and get experiences so they'll be enlightened and prepared to participate in this society. So the by design, the Head Start program has those elements in it. And then when it when the parents set a goal that they can't meet through assistance in the Head Start program, then they can use the CSBG program. The CSBG program can provide assistance with getting into housing. You know, the parents come to us, some of them still with mom and dad. So you right. want to get them to be independent, to get to be the first time homeowner or get out of the home to rent. Um, these CSBG program has assistance in those areas and they have counselors to deal with money management issues and the like. We also have a component of the the CSBG program that's called our Community Development Program, where for the first time we have a, we've initiated pilot projects. We have a pilot project going on over in Williamsburg County in the Donnelly community that's called the Donnelly Revitalization Program where we work with the community uh, to identify their primary concerns. Um, and then we, once they identify those concerns, concerns, then we ask them, what are your suggested, suggested solutions? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we ask them, well, what skin are you willing to put into the game? So we, we use that project, and it's a demonstration project. It started um, just before COVID hit, and we were somewhat delayed a little bit because of COVID, but we were right back on it. And it's a project in where Walkamore ELC provides technical support for a community for five years. We help to build the capacity of the community to identify those concerns, uh, health and safety, uh, job opportunity, recreation. These are just some of the things that they identify. And then we help them to get in touch with the various resources in the community that are responsible for assisting them. And, And with this, we work in conjunction with our Head Start program, and we get those people involved. And we don't do it for them, but we build capacity in the community, get them involved, let them know that they are empowered and they start having accomplishments and that changes communities. So yes. this this is one of the initiatives that the Community Action Program has available that's worked successful. And we're duplicating that in other in the other areas of which we serve in Ori and Georgetown County. But by having these young people see that they are they are somebody they can do things it's sort of like teaching them how to pull the levers of power if you will teaching them how to fish not just giving them a fish um to empower them to take responsibility and that's Mm. some of the ways in which we do that that's awesome and so as you were talking um one thing came to mind um and and that's 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 incredible just incredible insight and 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 sharing about what your uh program does and 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 you know what i heard was spark you know your your program is a spark it is from my perspective it, it is set up to create a spark right because we can't have fire until something happens you know and so i hear that and i see that does your program have a structured parenting program and if not would that be something you would 
consider in the future? I'll let Family Service answer that question. And the answer is yes, but I'll let them yes. tell you in the detail. Okay. Um, yes, sir. We do have um, a structured um, parenting um, program. Um, as part of family services, like Mr. Pacey said earlier, you know, we have is breaking up into two parts. One is the recruitment and enrollment of eligible families. And the other is parent, um, family, and community engagement. And through that, um, and through that, we have monthly scheduled monthly programs. One of which you uh, participated in the other day. But we have um, monthly parent meetings. We have um, monthly um, policy council meetings, and these are committees that will allow parents to gain like leadership um, skills because with the um, parent. Meetings, we have parent officers. Um, the policy council is a part of the governing body for Head Start. So we have a lot of activities that will help the parents to grow, giving them better opportunities to improve, achieve goals or whatever. So we do have um, structure. And not only with that, we also have like the dad day, the mom day, different opportunities for the parents to participate in. And also um, being a part of these different committees, they also have opportunities for additional trainings. We do have a um, research-based parenting curriculum that we do use to help the parent um, with parenting skills and to strengthen parent-child relationships. Also, they have opportunities to go to um, outside training, like even with the males, there's a male involvement conference that's held every year that's sponsored by the State Head Start Association that we take dads to. We take, um, so they have an opportunity not just to um, learn training, but to network with other dads across the state. We do other things for dads, like um, in February, um, the Head Start State Head Start um, office, um, they give tickets for a USC game and um, we load the dads up the dads and the kids and be given that chance to bond and build that relationship. So yes, so, so that's just some of the things that we do um, to try to have some type of structure to strengthen our family, um, family child relationships to just strengthen our families overall in general. That's awesome. That's, that is awesome. That's awesome. No, I was waiting for the other, the other folks to chime in. If they're not, I am. <laughs> There's some, you know, I, well, let me just cut to the chase because I know your time is getting short. Uh, the, the issue about our program working with the family, it's intentional. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not an afterthought. Um, and, and like I was saying earlier, we do goal settings with the family. When they come in, we help them to identify goals. And a lot of them will come and say, well, I don't really have a goal. But it's like what I told you earlier. They don't know what they don't know. And in order for you to move forward, you have to have some goals. So we help them establish short-term, intermediate, long-term goals. And when they meet that goal, we move on to something else. It's like I said, some of them come there and they're living with mom and dad. And you know if you're going to raise a family, that is not the ideal situation you know, a lot of times we have extended families and there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. But if you have the ability to get out, and establish your own, um, mm-hmm. you, we want to help them with that. And sometimes it's about money, um, you know, learning how to manage money. Um, it's about having that initial deposit. How do you build that? Um, you know, it's maybe about going to school. You want to get a skill. 
You may be employed, but you're underemployed. So we help the family to do those things that that you and I know because that was part of our raising with these individuals that may not have been. So we help them to focus on those things in our family engagement that's important with helping them to to build, start building for a future and having a sustainable family and the things you need to do in order to get that done. Awesome. So, Mr. Kendall, you still there? You real quiet back there now. So this this next question is is directed at, at you. All right. So in three words or less, tell me why male involvement is so important to young people across the globe. Three words or less. And me and Ms. Washington, we had a conversation about this today, and we came up with positive generational impact. You know, Mr. Mm. Bailey, we had a meeting today, and one of the things they're focused on is the two-gen approach and making sure there's no, you know, we don't want to repeat the cycle. And many times, like I say, some parents, some kids, they've been raised, they didn't have a father in the home. But we want to send that message to those dads that they need to be involved. Because if we're going to take, whether it be black, white, Mexican, Hispanic, Latino, off the street corners, they're going to have to be involved. And in order to do that, they're going to be, have to make a positive generational impact to cut off the curse. You know, we don't want to see our young boys in, in prison or our young girls on the street corner or whatever life may throw at them. But through our program, we would hope that these children see those males in the street and one of those males can speak to them and be positive and encourage them. Hey, you don't need to be out here, you know, because we want this to follow them, not just out of Head Start, but in the public school system where at mm-hmm. the local rec league ball games, you know, in the high schools. And we would hope that what we do with these fathers, uh, they are able to see the difference that they're making, as you said earlier, to see children crying for their dad as they walk out the door. And so mm-hmm. that's what we that's why we do what we do to make that impact. But yeah. we understand the importance of it. But that's those three words, positive generational impact. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I appreciate you sharing that. You want to add to that, Miss Washington? Yeah, I mean, a positive generational impact. That was like we were speaking um, earlier today, because when when the parents, when the, when you like you spoke Friday, you said for them to show up, just like how you showed up. And for order in order for them to make a difference, you have to show up because if you don't show up and be excited about what you're doing, how do you expect other people to show up for you? So be positive. And not only that, when they show up, it's not going to affect their child. It's going to affect their child's child and so on and on. So that's why it can follow generation, generation, generation. So that impact follows and and it needs to be a a strong positive. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. I I appreciate that. Uh, So we've talked about a lot. We've talked about a lot, and I really appreciate the insight and appreciate your patience. I know y'all had a long day. So I started a tradition on my uh, show about five months ago where I let my guests ask the final question to close the show out. And and that question is directed at me. So y'all not getting four questions. You know what I'm saying? Y'all get one. (laughs) Y'all just got to figure out who's going to ask the question. So Take your best shot. Take your best shot. Well, let me let me say this while while they're thinking. Um, you know, one of the things that we were talking about the parents and and, and the skills that we wanted to give them, and mm-hmm. and I don't want to leave without saying this. We want to give you know parents the skills necessary to survive, particularly young men, uh, and mm-hmm. so many times they don't get the skills in. In, in, in having the ability to understand that they've got everything to live for. So 
when they get in the street and something happens, you know, in the, in the, without these skills, they don't mind losing their life or getting in an altercation or whatever. But we help to have them to understand that they've got something to live for. They've got skills. The families are dependent on them. So they learn about conflict resolution and de-escalation, you know, mm -hmm. because we've got something to live for. We want to yes. provide the opportunity for these families. Now, my question for you would be, how okay. do you think that you're, in your role in, in the venue that you have now, how can you help us spread the word about all the good things that are in the Head Start program and the CAP agency that we could assist the families in the community with? Well, that's a good question, Mr. Paisley. That's a very good question. And, and to answer part of that is, that's why I wanted y'all on the show. That's why I wanted you on the show. Honestly, I was so overwhelmed in a good way. Now, let's go back in a little history. Everyone may not know, but I used to serve on your board, right? That's right. And and during the time that I served on your board, I was, man, I swear I was in the, the if you could use the term, the heat of the battle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, work was, was, was overwhelming. And so I knew about the great things that the program did, but the other day made me feel the great things that the program is doing. And so that is why, I, so so part of it is, is just to share your story on this platform. You know, I have uh, listeners and in, 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 uh, across the nation and the different countries get the word out, but on an even local level, I'm, I'm interested in getting reengaged. Um, I really am because again, I was, I was overwhelmed and it's almost like, you know, I, Hey, I want me some more of that. I want to feel what I felt the other day when I was, uh, fellowshipping and, and breaking bread with those young men. So I'm, I'm, we can talk about that. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to get reengaged and, and help any way I can. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it starts with that um, understanding of the need and, and realizing that we don't have to have everything to begin with, but if we just keep putting one foot in front of the other, we can make That's a it. difference. We just can't That's get it. tired, can't get weary. I thank you all for, for coming on again. It's been really uh, awesome and insightful. And since I got four guests, I'm going to give each of you an opportunity to close out with one word. Just say one word and, and we'll close out that way. One word. Mr. Paisley, you can start. Staff. Staff. Okay. <laughs> Motivation. Motivation for Mr. Fabian. All right. Gratitude. Gratitude. I like it. I like it. Teamwork. Teamwork. Makes the dream work, right? It takes all of us. It takes all of us. So I thank you all for, for really participating and being engaged with me. Tell me, tell us, the listening audience, how they could learn more about Waccamaw EOC or how they could contribute, what, you know, get involved, whatever. And I know uh, Miss uh, Ms. Sinead mentioned earlier the website, but please, at this point in the show, let's let that be one of the last things people hear. So how can we get in contact with the Waccamaw EOC? Okay, well, you can get... You can always call one of our local centers. We have eight centers throughout um, the Tri-County area, Georgetown, or in Williamsburg County. You can also go to our website, which is www.eoc.org. You can find more information about us. And we also have a Facebook page. So um, either one of those platforms, um, you'll be able to reach us. Awesome. 
And thank you. Thanks again so much for y'all participating. Uh, everybody listen to a new episode of Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits, where we unpack our bags and we talk about stuff uh, that impacts us all. I always tell our listeners that just because it's called Safe Conversations doesn't mean we have soft conversations. We really have strong, deep conversations uh, to try to find a way, like we talked about earlier, for us all to move forward together. So until next time, peace. The Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast is hosted and produced by Kevin Waits, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Odyssey, Amazon Music, or where you get your podcasts. Find Kevin Waits on Facebook at Kevin Waits and join the Safe Conversations group. Follow the Mino Line Media Podcast Network on IG at Mino Line Media. Get the Mino Line Media app in the App Store or Google Play. The Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast is a Mean Old Line Media production. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.